Hey everybody, welcome to Grounding Our Faith. In this podcast, we strive to make plain topics in the Bible, theology, and faith. In a world continually offering bizarre ideas, fighting for our attention and our allegiance, it's important now, maybe more than ever, to know what you believe and why you believe it. I'm your host, Paul Tacey, and this is Grounding Our Faith. Well, good morning, friends, and welcome to our Holy Week devotional series. Each morning this week, we are going to be releasing a teaching from one of the pastors here at Grace Church concerning the events that took place in the life of Jesus between Palm Sunday and Good Friday. So make sure you come back each day for that new teaching. Today is Holy Monday, and this morning, Pastor Eric Ardvitson is going to be walking us through an event that took place the day after the triumphal entry, and that event was Jesus going into the temple and cleansing it. So that will be this morning's teaching, and make sure you're coming back for the rest of the week for the other teachings. God bless. Hey, everybody. Pastor Eric here with a word from the book of Luke, chapter 19, verses 45 through 48. And he entered the temple and began to drive out those who sold, saying to them, it is written, my house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. And he was teaching daily in the temple. The chief priests and the scribes and the principal men of the people were seeking to destroy him, but they did not find anything they could do, for all the people were hanging on his words." As we enter the first day of Holy Week, it's interesting to look at the biblical account of this week, 2,000 years ago, to see the events that went on that many of us commemorate and celebrate today. In the account we read here in Luke 19.45, we see Jesus making his way to Jerusalem on Palm Sunday with high visible recognition. His journey on the donkey drew a crowd and also gained the attention of the religious and political leaders of Jerusalem. We read that as he neared the city, he wept and mourned over his people because he knew that they would reject him and that their future would be fraught with destruction and challenges. Then, presumably the day after Palm Sunday, we see Jesus entering the temple. Here Jesus sees the money collectors and sellers of goods and he drives them out, reclaiming the temple as a place of worship and prayer, not of selling and profit. He then teaches the truth daily in the temple, which angers the chief priests and church leaders, but they couldn't do anything about it. Why? Because those who listened were captivated by his message. Now, I think that there are a couple of things that we can apply in this passage as we consider our call as believers in Jesus Christ. The first is that the church gathered should be a time of worship to God and God alone. If our focus on a Sunday morning is centered on anyone other than Jesus Christ, then we're missing the point of gathering. In church culture today, dynamic speakers, talented performers, and high production often distract from the true purpose of gathering together. Just like the sellers in the temple distracted temple goers by offering better sacrifices for them to buy, it's easy for us to be distracted by the visible things God has given us. Now, these things are indeed blessings from God, but it's not about giving recognition to the talent on the stage, but it's about worshiping the creator of talent, our God. The second 
is that our passion and our love for Jesus will likely be met with opposition at some point. Have you ever experienced a less than accepting response to your identifying as a Christian? When you stand up for the truth of Christ today, it may make you the target of criticism and judgment of those around you in the world. It, you know, it's often said that the gospel is offensive. This seems to be true because it bucks up against the immoral standards of the world. But by living out the gospel, yeah, it may offend some, but it may also be the example that someone needs to draw near to God. When we live our lives for Jesus, we're the light to those who don't. Let's not pivot what we know to be true to avoid conflict or to please others, but to hold fast to Christ through his word. And thirdly, we see that it's easy for us to misuse our temple, meaning our bodies. 1 Corinthians six nineteen and 20 says, don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God with your body. The things that we consume affect the body whether it's the physical ingestion of unhealthy and dangerous things or things that we consume with our eyes and ears, they all affect us in some way. Our focus should be ingesting the word of God first. Do you long to be in his word or do other things vie for your attention more? While these things are not inherently bad, when they become more important to us than God, then we have lost sight It's easy to fill our heads and our hearts with things that decay and destroy, but filling them with the truths of God's word pushes those lies out as we seek to grow closer to him. During the season of Easter, take time to reflect on the reality of what Christ did for you. Are there distractions being sold in your life that that need to be driven out? Has the world caused you to pivot away from your faith and have you lost the vision of worshiping God? Remember, we were bought with a price. That price was the life of the spotless lamb, Jesus Christ. Through his death and resurrection, we're given freedom from these vices. We're able to experience the goodness of God's righteousness in our everyday life. Are there things that need to be cleansed from your temple? Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal them to you and confess them to God and receive the freedom that comes from knowing him. Lord God, thanks for your word and how it convicts us and challenges us with truth. Thanks for the sacrifice of Jesus and that through him we can experience freedom from the chains of immorality. Help us fix our eyes on you to crave your word and to fill our heads and hearts with your truth, not the lies of this world. And may it bring you honor and glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.